Richard V. Cifuentes. I'm coming today. Today I'll be speaking on prison ministry and uh, Father's Day. I will start off with uh, we went to the Bridgeport unit 
this past weekend. And for Father's Day, we were blessed to go into the Bridgeport Correctional Facility. There, we started off with prayer and music. My mother and my daughter wanted to take me out for Father's Day, but I had to do the will of my father, which is in heaven, and that was to go minister to the brothers of white. My actual Bible studies that I do, my preachings uh, that I do, I always stand on the Word of God. Uh, I've met a lot of ministers that say that you have to go to college and uh, you have to be taught how to preach. And I've learned, you know, Jesus uh, never went to the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the Bible did go to college. Uh, Paul was a Pharisee of Pharisees. They started at the age of five, five years old when they were gonna be some, something special in the church. But if you notice, Jesus never went to college, he never went to school, and he was uh, he was teaching in the temple when his uh, mother and father, Mary and Joseph, lost him. But uh, what I will start off with is, uh, we went to the correctional facility, and the thing that the Bible tells us is, one is Isaiah 61.1, where it says, the Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach the good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to opening of the prison to them that are bound. And that's our duty as Christians, as ministers. Everyone in this Christian body is a minister. Uh, my ministry partner, when uh, we got together, didn't want to be called minister. And when I Googled and showed them in the dictionary what a minister is, a minister, all it is is a servant. And uh, same as in Luke chapter 4, 18 and 19, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, preach deliverance to the captives and the recovering of the sight of the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. The Bible talks about prisoners because a person could be not in prison, but yet be bound in the prison of his sins. But you could have a double prison. You could be a prisoner physically and a prisoner spiritually. I was both. I was a prisoner physically and spiritually until Jesus set me free. Uh, spiritually wise, when I gave my life to God while I was in prison, and then he set me free from prison. And there are scriptures that talk about it. In Hebrews thirteen three, it says, Remember those that are in prison as though in prison with them and those who are mistreated since you are also in the body. In Psalm 69, says, For the Lord hears the needy and does not despise his own people who are prisoners. In Matthew 
25, 35 through 46, Jesus said, For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then to the righteous, then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? But what I tell prisoners when I go, because I, I tell them that I was once in, in their in their position and I once sat in their chairs. I once sat on that side looking at ex-offenders come and preach the gospel and see how powerful the Word of God is and how it does transform power uh, powerfully. And I met so many ministers that were murderers, uh, drug dealers, uh, thieves uh, that the Lord converted. Uh, no one can convert themselves like uh, a lot of people say or atheist or or uh, people that don't believe in God there's there's no way I tried it three times and I really wanted to change every time I was in prison I wanted to change I put it in my heart I was going to change but every time I came out I went right back to the same thing that put me back in prison it wasn't until I got out that I called upon the name of the Lord and I gave my life to him and uh took him 12 years and three months to let me free but I remember what I asked him before you set me free make sure your word is in my heart and I'm ready then I'll never be back he promised me that he that I'd he'd wait till I'd be ready and he waited 12 years and three months but he didn't promise me about not going back because now I go back to preach the word and uh, Psalms 142.7 I stood on this while I was locked up and it says, Bring my soul out of prison, that I may praise thy name. Thy righteous shall compass me about, for thou shalt deal bountifully for me. And he's done that in the past 14 years that I've been out. But as we went to this prison, we, with Deep in the Word Ministries, were blessed to have the privilege to take the gospel of Jesus Christ to the brothers in the Bridgeport prison. We did arrive around 7.30 a.m. We had to get a COVID test. And then by by 8 a.m., we were in our first service with the faith-based dormitory. We finished that service around 9 o'clock, and it was about one-hour service. Then our second service was around 9.15 till about 11.30. It was just a little over about two hours uh, service. God blessed me with the powerful message. We had about 50 men in the total service. As we ministered through music, many brothers were touched, and after the message that God gave me, many men came to me with tears in their eyes, asking for prayer and strength for God to bring them through. And after finishing prayer for each man individually, we closed the service and headed back to Fort Worth, Texas. We had a very blessed time in Bridgeport Collectional Facility and all was done for the glory of God. And that's one thing that God teaches us is when you give your life to Christ, you put yourself aside and 
and sacrifice yourself to bless others. You know, while others were incarcerated, uh, my daughter wanted to take me out for Father's Day uh, to go eat, and so did my mother. But I told them that I had a mission. God, I had to go visit my father in prison, which is uh, the Lord Jesus Christ, my Heavenly Father. You know, he says that where two or three are the gathering in his name, that he is in the midst. And it was a great blessing. You know, I, I thank God for over 14 years, I've been able to be going to prison or going on 14 years, going to prison on Father's Day, Mother's Day, uh, Christmas, uh, Thanksgiving. The days that I could be home, I'm blessed to go bless others by telling them we don't make a dime. We don't charge. Prisoners can't charge. I'm not out to make money. I'm out to win souls. And John 15, 3 says, You are the vine, I am the branches. He that abides in me, and I am him, saying, bringeth more th much more fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. See, we cannot do nothing without him. In John 15, 16, Jesus said, You, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit shall remain. And what is the fruit? In Proverbs 11.30 says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Our ministry is to win souls. And on this special Father's Day is what we went to do. We went to win souls. But the only way you can win a soul is by God's leading. The only way you can preach the Word of God is by God's leading, by God's ministering through it. Second Corinthians 4, 7 says, Well, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. That power is the Holy Spirit. And it talks about that in the Old Testament. For he is the potter and we are the clay. He's the potter, we are the clay. That's the vessel. And he works through us. In Matthew 10, 19 and 20, God's Word says, Take no thought of how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you at that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the Spirit of your Father which speaketh through you. See, it teaches us right there in the Bible that everything teaches us that we do, that we do right, righteously, is only by God's leading. When we do it on our own, when we try our own, Isaiah 64, 6 says, All our righteousness or filthy rags, and we do fade as a leaf, we blow away. When the wind blows, leaves blow away. That's how fast we fall into sin. But when led by God, it's only God that can, they can teach us and use us to preach the right word, to act the right ways. John fourteen twenty six says, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and bring all things to remembrance whatsoever said unto you. And, and that's what God has taught me. I didn't have to go to a college. I didn't have to go to a school because it's not the college. There's no college in this world. There's no church in this world. There's no man in this world that can open your eyes to the truth of the gospel. And that was my Father's Day message is, do not be led by man. I mean, it's good to have a brother to study with, but the, the brother can open your eyes. In Luke twenty four forty five, the gospel of Christ says, then he opened up their eyes that they might understand the scriptures. If you look 
it was Jesus that opened their eyes. If you go to Luke chapter, I mean, Acts chapter 9, Paul was blinded by Jesus and they prayed for him and it said that he was blinded. Why was he blinded? Because of the religion. He was into a religion, a Pharisee's religion. He was into a sect and he was blinded because he didn't know the truth. And Jesus sent some brothers to go pray for him and immediately when they prayed for him says the scales fell off from his eyes he was able to see at first he did not believe in jesus he was persecuting and killing the followers of jesus because he was blind in religion but when they prayed for him it says the scales fell off from its eyes and it says immediately he preached jesus why he was no longer religious now he knew the truth and in John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32 says, If you continue in my word, then are ye my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. What will the truth set you free from? From religion, from poverty, from needing a man to lead you. Church is for fellowship, not a teacher. Romans 10, 17 says, Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the word of God. First Peter 2, 2 says, as newborn babes, it's talking about a brand new Christian, as newborn babes desires to see milk of the word that ye may grow thereby. This is what I, God gives me to preach to the brothers in white when I go to the prisons. The message is never the same, but it's always about the same subject. Why? Because it's God that teaches me that it's not me that's preaching, but God. So I can't be lifted up, think I'm somebody great or somebody better. Every time God gives me a message at night, I write it and he always changes it during the service because he wants me to know that he's the one that's in control. I have nothing to do. I never went to college. I have an evangelist license that was given to me. I didn't go to school for it. I met a minister in Midland about I say about 10 years ago, and that minister said, you know what, for some reason God's telling me to give you the license, so the next time you come, I'm going to give you a license. I know you don't need a license because you know the word, but sometimes the world asks for a license. you got to have something showing that you have proof that you're a minister, so he gave me a license. When I received that license, I know that it didn't have a beginning date or an end date, and I asked him, why is that? He goes, because the church always charges every, it's just like a license, every three years you have to renew it. Well, a license, a driver's license, you have to do every four or six now, but a minister's license, you have to renew every three years. And he said it's about $2,000 that they would charge to renew the license. He goes, but God told me to give you to you without a beginning date, without an end. That means yours never ends. So whatever you do between here and the future, whatever you do, if you do anything wrong with this license, that's between you and God. I just did my job. So I have an evangelist license. I'm an ordained minister because God ordained me. And that's why John 15, 16, you have says, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Man didn't ordain the disciples. Jesus ordained the disciples, same as today. It's only Jesus that can bring to remembrance, like Luke 24, 45 says, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures. And that's what I was telling the brothers that always focus on the word. In Acts 17, 11, and Paul was one of the greatest disciples in the Bible. He wrote the most of the New Testament. And in Acts 17, 11 says, these were more noble 
than those in Thessalonica, and they received the word with all readiness in mind, but they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. See, Paul was preaching to them at the moment, and he said that they received everything he said, but they searched the scriptures daily whether those things were so. They didn't just believe what Paul said, even though he was a powerful, fearful, Holy Spirit filled, led by God, they still had to search the scriptures to find out if what Paul was saying was true. And that's why 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that then he is not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's why in Isaiah 28, 9 and 10 says, Precept shall be upon precept, line upon line, there a little, there a little, here a little, and there. See, God put his word like the Bible. The devil can quote scripture. In uh, Matthew chapter 4, uh, when Jesus was tempted, the devil tempted and said, Man, it is, he said, if you're the son of God, command this stone that it may it may be made bread. Jesus said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And then he took him up to the pinnacle and he said, jump. And he quoted Psalms 90. He said, for he shall tend to turn, for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee all the way, lest thy dash the foot against the stone. See, Jesus turned and said, thy shall not tempt the Lord thy God. See, he knew that God would protect him, but we can't tempt God. I cannot go to the to one of the highest buildings in New York and jump on t and climb to the very top and jump and say look God is going to protect me. That doesn't work like that. That's not faith. That is ignorance. You're doing something God is not going to protect you in something like that. You don't that's tempting God to to do something and that's what the devil is trying to get Jesus to do. And that's why I always tell the brothers do not get caught up into religion. In Matthew 23, 15, Jesus says, Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you come but sea and land to make one proselyte. And that word proselyte is convert. And he said that you make him twofold the more child of hell than yourself. They were going twofold to hell more than the Pharisees. Why? Because they were just believing everything that the Pharisees said instead of studying the scriptures to find out whether the Pharisees what we're preaching were true. That's why there is so many religions out there. And I told these brothers on Father's Day, I said, I got to learn the truth. I do not believe everything a man tells me just because it's written, because it's like a puzzle. Only God can rightly divide the word of truth. Only he can lead you to the truth. And it's got to be precept upon precept, line upon line, rightly divided. It's got to be like a puzzle. You got to put it together. The devil does not know how to do that. Satan does not know how to put the scriptures together. He knows it word by word. He can quote it to you, but he does not understand it. Why? Because only Jesus can give you an understanding. And like I said again, in Luke 24, 45, the word of God says, then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures, only God, not religion, not church. There's not one church. There's not one man. There's not one teacher in this world 
they make a man understand the word of God, but Jesus Christ himself, he's the only one. That's why so many religions, because they're still blinded in religion because they believe, they know the truth, and only the truth can set you free. In John chapter 16, 20, 12 and 13, Jesus told the disciples before he went up, before he died, he says, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. They couldn't handle it. They wouldn't understand it. He said, but when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. He, they walked with him for three and a half years and they couldn't still understand. But the Holy Spirit had to come down. Jesus had to die and go up to heaven so the Holy Spirit could come down. And he said, I have many, many things to say unto you now, but you cannot bear them. But when the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. This is just a short podcast, a short message that I just wanted to share uh, because it's, it is a blessing to be a servant of Jesus Christ. I was all my life so much into drugs and alcohol, and it wasn't until the age of 34 when I went the third time to prison. I was 46 when I was released, but I've, I haven't been back to prison. I turned 60 June the 1st. And I haven't been back to prison since. I've been back to prison to preach, but not to do time. And it's a blessing to be able to have the strength I have, uh, the ability to understand and listen to God when he's talked to me, giving me a message. Uh, how he opens up my understanding when he teaches me something, but I take it wrong. He always corrects me because I've learned all them years in prison in that cell to listen to that still, quiet voice, and I can hear him when I'm not understanding something he's trying to teach me right. Just like when Jesus healed that blind man, said, what do you see? He says, I see man as trees. See, they couldn't really see, so Jesus had to touch him a second time because sometimes our faith is not as a mustard seed. Our faith is not big enough to accept what he's trying to teach us. And sometimes we're, we're like in a cloud until we really, really, really seek him and listen to what he's saying. Then he gives us an understanding. So I just want to say God bless y'all. And thank you for listening to this podcast. And may y'all have a blessed evening.